My name is Rick Napier, host of the Real People USA podcast. The goal of Real People USA is to showcase America's finest individuals and small business owners. We also support political candidates who want that extra boost through podcast interviews to show their constituents that their campaigns care about communities before, during, and after successful elections. Finally, Real People USA is a pro-capitalism platform which advocates for more Americans to embrace the free enterprise system, which is the top source for our life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Today's Real People USA guest is Rhonda Kennedy, attorney by profession and a 2022 District 26 congressional candidate serving Ventura counties and parts of Los Angeles County. So without further delay, I want to welcome Rhonda Kennedy to the Real People USA podcast. Hello, Rhonda. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you, Rick? Thanks for having me. Yes. And like I mentioned uh, before we started, you were a podcast guest and you talked about your law firm and what you were doing for uh, Southern California uh, citizens in the area of helping them with legal matters. But today... I am so happy for us to be talking on the podcast about your candidacy for in 2022 for District 26. So I want to thank you for your time today. I just have a few questions and I would love for you to introduce yourself to our listeners. Rhonda, my first question is for you to tell our listeners about yourself, such as where where you are from and what is your past or current work experience? Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm originally from Wisconsin, and uh, yes, I'm a Cheesehead Packer fan. Um, and uh, I <laughs> born and raised there um, in the frozen tundra. But um, I'm a um, a SoCal uh, transplant about um, 20 years ago. Um, fell in love with the state. Um, however, I you know gradually seen the shift in in the policies and the way of living here in California. And um, I got tired of standing by and doing something, so I, I declared and, and ran for Congress in 2020. Um, but uh, and I did that for my children. I'm a mother first. I'm a mother of six, a uh, grandmother of four, and um, including my youngest, um, eight-year-old triplets. So I look at their future, and it, it, it doesn't look right. Um, if, if we continue to go down this path. I believe that my my eight year old triplets are going to grow up in America. That's going to be un, unrecognizable um, to those of us who know what it's like to to live under freedom and not tyranny. Um, and so I said, you know, I got to do something about it. That's why I'm running for Congress. Um, that's why I, I'm a lawyer and I and I fight these these battles in, in the courtroom every single day, uh, trying to you know protect our freedoms and and hold on to the Constitution and our constitutional rights. So so I'm an attorney by trade and. And, um, and and that's, that's what I do. And so 2022 is going to be an entirely different race. Um, and in 2020, I, I actually um, got beat my opponent in-person voting three to one. And she got 94, 94% of her votes were mail-in ballots. So I'm just going to say, you know, I'll let people come to their own conclusions. I, I, you know, I won't, I won't say, the, uh, say those words. But yes, I did win my race. You know, that's amazing that you mentioned that. And, and thanks for the introduction to Rhonda Kennedy. And I, too, as a, as a Californian, a transplant of Florida, 
I will tell you, I'm a grand a grandfather as of maybe eight months ago, so I can relate to what you're saying about the, the kids growing up and, and the young people uh, living in this state. And it's definitely a big difference from the time I came to California in the mid 1980s. So Rhonda, my next question, can you please describe what you, who your district is and, and your district boundaries so that people have a clear understanding of District 26? Yes, well, it, it encompasses Ventura County, um, which includes parts of Simi Valley, right next door to uh, 25, which is Mike, Mike Garcia's seat, um, and uh, a small part of, of LA County, but um, it encompasses Ventura, the city of Ventura, Oxnard, Port Wayne, Thousand Oaks, Westlake, Camarillo, um, Fillmore, you know, um, so it's, it's, it's Ventura County. And one of the things that um, I've been tweeting every single day, and, I, and since 2020, what I'm, I've been trying to do is, is to entice SpaceX and Elon Musk to bring SpaceX to Ventura County. We have the infrastructure, we have the, we have the workforce, and we have the talent. Um, and the space uh, to, to bring SpaceX right out here in Ventura County. So I'm, I'm actively trying to um, bring jobs to this district, District 26. Nice. And, that, and I used to work in Ventura County right off of um, South Victoria. And so I, I know yeah. that area very well and I love it. And it was kind of a shame to see all the things that happened, uh, you know, last year in Ventura County with some of the postures that the local politicians were taking against the county of Ventura um, residents. It was just a shame to see that. And it was it was shocking to see that county uh, take those measures against the local residents. So, Rhonda, my next question is, and I know you talked about this and you kind of skimmed the surface, but what is really driving you to take this leadership effort to serve Ventura County residents as a member of Congress? I mean, let's go deep into some of the things that are on your mind, some of the problems that you see that has popped up in your area, probably within the last maybe 10 years. Yeah, well, one of the, one of the biggest things that I, I see is, is, a, is a, a slowly systematic um, chipping away of individual rights. And, um, you know, when, when, the, when COVID hit and the stay-at-home orders went into effect, you know, the government uses this as the perfect opportunity, um, you know, for their secondary agenda. Like they closed the gun stores here in Ventura County, local government closed the gun stores in Ventura County, deemed gun stores non-essential, um, which means that they deemed their Second Amendment rights non-essential. And so I filed a lawsuit that forced the gun stores back open. And, um, and then, you know, months later, they came after the businesses. And I represented eight businesses who didn't, who didn't close when the second, uh, you know, closure orders went into effect. They, they, they refused to close. And I represented them in court and was the, the only attorney that has successfully beat the county um, in their lawsuits. And they ended up dismissing their suits. And those businesses are, you know, are open and fine today. And, you know, I, to help people, not just the businesses, but I randomly sometimes get people that walk up to me and they say, Rhonda Kennedy, and I was like, yeah, and they're like, thank you. And they, they'll say that I work, I work at such and such place and I have a job because you kept them open. And mm. so it's not just the businesses that I, you know, that I help, but, but it's every single person that they employ and to have strangers walk up to you and thank you for keeping their job or, you know, or I have people that come up to me and thank me and they say, I, bought, I, 
I bought a gun last week. Thank you. You know, um, it, it's, it's something that, you know, I want to do on a broader scale. There's so many, so many fights and so many things that I want to do when I, when I get to Congress to, to actually help people. Like, I don't know if I spoke with you about this before, but my, my FHA program, I want to overhaul the FHA um, loan program to allow, to take into consideration your rental history um, versus your credit score when, when getting an FHA loan. Because a lot of times, you know, the people in the in, in poor communities and in inner, inner, inner city, they've been renting for 20 years. I met a person, I came up with the idea, I met a guy who wanted to buy a house, he's been renting for 20 years. 20 years, he basically paid off that person's house. Why mm -hmm. can't he have his his own home ownership and you know and it's 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 been shown that if you the high number of ownership in the neighborhood crime goes down and graduation rates go up so we should be having you know um people investing in their own communities yeah that's great that sounds like a great idea and i would i would vote for that i would definitely uh, support that measure of using rental history the same as you know any other type of uh, consistent payment to qualify for a mortgage. Right. My, my other question right. I have since on the same topic, Rhonda, how did the schools treat the kids and the parents during the shutdown in Ventura County? <laughs> like they're unpaid workers. Oh. Um, and, you know, it's like they're, they're, my house, my dining room became uh, an extension of the Oak Park uh, Unified School District. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, because we had to turn our, our dining room into a classroom because the school's closed. Was there any compensation? No. Did the school get the same amount of funding that they get when the students are there? Yes. Did, did I all of a sudden or, and, and the other members of my family become teacher's aides? Yes. Without being compensated? Yes. Um, you know, and then you think about it. What, what about families? I mean, families are first year's COVID. Okay, people lost their jobs because they closed the businesses. People lost their jobs. They had no income, and now they're they're being now you have to homeschool. You know, a computer is required, or um, an iPad or a tablet's required. Where 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 is parents getting this money to buy the supplies to buy computers and tablets? To, to teach their kids. That means that, you know, kids aren't going to be um, uh, getting the getting the education that they're paying for, that our tax dollars are paying for, because, you know, a lot of a lot of students, they didn't have computers, so they just they just fake logged in on their phones and things of that sort. Um, and, and so I just, you know, and, I, and we haven't even we haven't discovered and seen the effects of this yet. I mean, LAUSD already graduates students at a fifth grade reading level. Can you imagine what they're going to be like now when they weren't even in school? Mm, mm, I mean, mm. this is just, you know, we haven't even seen the, the, the long-term effects yet on, on the school closures. But yeah, I felt like um, I was an extension in, uh, of the um, Oak Park Unified School District. I was a teacher's aide, unpaid, uncompensated. And they and and I think they should compensate parents for for basically turning their their home into a classroom. Yeah, and all the all the utility charges that went up with the parents being home, and the lights being on, and and all these uh, you know computer devices plugged in the wall. So you're you're correct. Yeah. No compensation was given 
And I, and I recall even on my end. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say, I was like, uh, yeah, you know that, I don't know if you saw the, the video of, of Ami um, Horowitz when he was asking uh, Berkeley students about uh, voter ID and the one, and the one girl said, well, you know, it's hard for black people to get a, an ID because we, you know, we don't, we don't have internet and we don't have data on our phone. So oh, in no. that case, how are, how are we homeschooling? <laughs> oh no, don't even get me started with the voter ID thing. Uh, Rhonda, I, I told this guy today on a radio station, and you know that you know the Sacramento guy I'm talking about. I called the radio station and I told the radio station what a great business opportunity that we can have all the people driving up and down, you know, I-5, 101, the 405 in San Francisco without IDs. We can make a killing if we just get all those, all the black folks and help them get IDs. We could probably charge $10 a piece and make a fortune since right? no one has yeah. an ID. No one has no one has an ID. That's right. Oh, I, I loved it. I got to, I, I finally got to use this line when I was asked for ID. And I said, oh, I was like, I, I don't have ID. I'm black. I don't know how to get ID. <laughs> ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, right? Because I'm not supposed to have an ID, right? I, I don't know how to get an ID. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's definitely something how they are uh, tricking the community. Here's my next question. And this is going to be one that's kind of like, I don't know if you want to answer it, but I'm going to ask it anyway. How do you see the country's posture or status across the board under the current congressional and presidential leadership? How, how do I see it? I see it as um, we're, we're not going anywhere. We're, we are, yes, we are going somewhere. We're, we're digressing. Um, the country is divided. Um, people are, are just blinded and um, they have so much hatred for, um, they have so much hatred for one another that we're not really moving forward as a country. And our enemies see this. And, you know, I mean, the old saying, you know, divide and conquer, that's exactly what's happening in, in America today. We're mm -hmm. divided, and now, you know, countries like, you know, like China, Russia, you know, they're, they're, they're going to conquer us. They're going to conquer us financially. Um, and it, they may ultimately, you know, conquer us, um, you know, militarily in a war. I mean, as soon as Biden took office, uh, you know, North Korea uh, started again, right? It's like mm -hmm. started with his missile, missile testing. And, you know, what does that say? That says that the world says, okay, well, game on now. Uh, we can do what we want again to America. But yeah, so America is so divided that we, we really need to get back together and, and unite together and be the United States of America and um, one nation um, indivisible, right? That's, that's what we need to be. Otherwise, we're, you know, we're, we're sitting ducks for the rest of the world to take advantage of that. So I guess under this current administration and under the current um, congressional members, um, the priorities are completely um, mixed up. They're not, they're not in order. I mean, we're passing still good bills. You know, we're passing bills that make, that is all, 
fuzzy and 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 makes people feel good, but it doesn't do anything for the country. It doesn't progress us. It doesn't it doesn't advance um, our future generations. It's actually hindering our future generations because they're going to have to clean this mess up if we still have a country for them to clean up. Yeah, that's right. United we stand, divided we fall. That's uh, exactly what you said. Uh, here's my next question. This is one I remember maybe 10 years ago when I was uh, putting this S word and these C words out and, and the S word stands for socialism. The C word is uh, communism. And I was laughed at Rhonda. People were laughing at me. So how do you feel this this Democrat socialism vibe that uh, Bernie Sanders coined, you know, two or three years ago, he, he coined this Democrat socialism thing. How do you feel about it? Do you think it has helped or hurt California residents over the last 12 years? Oh, it's it's definitely hurt us um, because we're we're at a generation now where they don't really understand what socialism, what socialism and, and communism is like the true definition and, and what that structure of government is. Um, I think it's something where everybody gets lollipops and bubblegum and, you know, uh, and, and sing kumbaya and live happily ever after. And that's, that's not what, that's not what socialism and, and communism is. And, um, and if you, if you really talking to people who actually immigrated from communist and socialist countries, um, they're terrified. They tell, you know, I talk to them and they, they tell me what it was like living in their country and how terrified they're now. They thought when they made it to America, they're American citizens. They're, you know, they finally don't have to worry about that. And now the government that they, the type of government they escaped from, we have sitting congressional members and sitting senators embracing it and saying we should be communists. We should be socialists. And, um, you know, this isn't the McCarthy era anymore. This is where, you know, you, you, you hide if you're a communist or you don't be suspected of being a communist. Now you're like openly proud. I'm a member of the Communist Party um, or the Socialist Party. And, uh, and it, it's, you know, it's, it's terrifying. Um, and, and so and I think it has become more and more um, acceptable because, um, you know, generation after generation, the newer the generation is, they, they don't know that they don't know true history because it's not taught in school that's excluded and I think it's by design it's excluded from history books so that these new generations and the younger generation and the millennials think that it's cool to be a socialist or a communist not knowing you know how many millions and millions of people that uh, socialism and communism has killed. Yeah, that's correct. As uh, a father, my father uh, and his father was from Haiti. And I can tell you the socialism thing is not cool. So people listening, if, if you ever want to learn about the socialism part and the communism part, please, you know, get in touch with Rick at Real People USA. Here is another question that I have for you. And this is something that I saw maybe like like four to eight years ago. And I, and I didn't believe it was true. And here, and here we go. It seems as if some Republican members of Cong Congress have lost their will to fight. And they seem like they have gone into incognito or stealth mode over this last 12 years. 
Um, how do you what, how, what do you see happening within the Republican Party? It seems like they're starting to evaporate. Uh, yeah, it, it, it yeah, it's I, I hear a lot about and even during my race, because I'm a fighter, I, I'm a counterpuncher. You know, I'm not a bully. I can't stand bullies. And I like to eat bullies for lunch. So <laughs> when 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 somebody comes at, after me or comes after somebody else, they can't defend themselves. You know, I'm a counterpuncher, but I'm a hard puncher. So I I look like that. You know, I'm I'm the I'm the aggressor. And um, I hear you know we should we should take the high road. We should we should um, you know not not get down in the mud. And I'm like. We need to go. We need to go where the fight is. I'm sorry. If somebody's punching me, I'm 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 gonna punch them back. I can defend myself. And if the fight is in the mud, then we need to get in the mud and we need to fight. Because bottom line is that we're not just fighting for an individual seat. This is a literal fight for this country. When you see little kids walking around, you are literally fighting for their future. And and um. You know, the, to, to, to get along, um, Republicans need to understand that they need to put their boxing gloves on and they need to fight. Don't just fight for your reelection, okay? If you if you if you, if the cat if it's the casualty is is you not getting reelected, but you fought to fight, then so be it. Because it's not about individual um, political careers. It's about the will. It's about the the the. Um, the best interest of the people and it's about the country as a whole so i think that that republicans some republicans have absolutely um don't have the fight in them and if they don't have the fight in them then step aside and let somebody else who has the fight in them fight that fight Mm-hmm. i totally agree with that and uh, the, uh, there was a lot of senator a lot of senators and congress people that really surprised me this last uh, election and definitely when we found out that some of the voting was not as we thought it would <laughs> and not as we thought it was. So I totally agree with that. Now, here's why I got like one or two questions left. And my, sure. my next question is, it kind of seems like the Democrats are making the news about perceived uh, racism, inequality and everything else under the sun to portray 50 percent of Americans in a bad light. What are your thoughts about Democrats saying very insightful and often incendiary comments uh, meant to keep the country divided? Well, funny you would say that because I've just been having just a, a, a colorful, interesting conversation on Twitter um, where I, I, I can't believe that Democrats actually have black people defending Senator Byrd, Senator Oops. Robert KKK Byrd. These these black folks are on Twitter defending this man, saying that that um, he renounced the um, denounced the um, uh, uh, the KKK. He changed. I was like, are you kidding me? This is the same man who voted against the Civil Rights Act, who did a 14-hour filibuster to prevent the the Civil Rights Act vote, who voted against. Um, um, Thurgood Marshall uh, being being um, being confirmed as a Supreme Court uh, justice, the first black Supreme Court justice who voted against Clarence Thomas, right? Who voted against the the Voting Rights Act of 1965. This is the same man that they say 
uh, you know, he changed his ways. No, he didn't. He, when it wasn't cool anymore and it wasn't acceptable to be a member of the KKK, that's when he, all of a sudden, he's like, oh, well, I can't openly do this anymore, but I can just do it by my vote. But it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's like a magic trick that these Democrats <laughs> actually got black people defending a member of the KKK. It's like, so... It's like, it, it benefits them. When it benefits the Democrats, it's all about race issues, right? I mean, I grew up black in America. You grew up black in America. We know we know what racism looks like, sounds like, feels like. We've all experienced it. Not saying that it just magically went away because we know it exists, right? But it's not it's not the boogeyman in every corner. And and how you how you balance that out is giving equal opportunity to people of color giving school choice to people of color, not having LAUSD, who's majority, um, you know, minority students graduating at fifth grade, at a fifth grade reading level. Do you know that LAUSD created the biggest drug dealer in America? Oh, no. Because when Freeway, yeah, Freeway Rick Ross, when he was, he was in, in, in high school, he played tennis. He had a tennis scholarship to go to college. But he couldn't fill out the, the application because he was illiterate. He was on a fifth grade reading level. So instead of going to college, he became the biggest drug dealer in America. This is and that's just that's just his story. How many how many Rick Rosses have they cre- has um, this school district inadequate school district created? So you want to talk about racism? That's pure racist right there. When you don't give an equal education, you don't give equal opportunity. We don't have generational wealth. Only the select few who sell us out, like like the, you know the founding members and presidents of the BLM, they sell us all out and they get rewarded by getting nice houses and getting and getting money and, and trying to get generational wealth. But the rest of the rest of Black America, you know, we're left holding the bag, and the few and the few of us who know that Democrats is not the not the not the great Black hope, um, we get ostracized and talked and talked about because you know they have to silence us. So yeah, there there is there's racism in America, but it, it's mostly on the it's mostly on the on the left, and it's mostly done by um, you know education job and um, not having equal opportunity and uh, to, to acquire generational wealth designed by you know the Democrats so I know you saw that Kwame Brown uh, tweet mm-hmm. have you seen that which one uh, the one where he's, uh, he's he's riding in his car and he's talking about uh, the, <laughs> yes. the woke NBA players that have sold uh, black America down the tubes and I'm not talking about all of them just a handful and I'm not going to mention their names because you know who they are the ones that have sold black America down the river and the, and he said this is from his tweet he said that they are replacing the the, the slave masters of, of the 1800s these new woke mm-hmm. I call them sleepy they, they, they like to use the word woke I, I say that they are sleepy not woke it's being awake doesn't mean you do these things. Being asleep means you do these things. But yeah, that was just that was just amazing, Ron. I, I couldn't believe that these people are doing what they're doing, selling us down the river. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they're sell, they sell us out. They'll sell their they'll sell their old mama out just for a little for a little power and a, and a little money, which is exactly what what they've been doing. And and oh yeah, I, I saw I saw that video. 
And my favorite line in there, and I just, I'm still cracking up about it, was Don Lemonade. <laughs> Don Lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I had to rewind that part about three times so I could just hear you say you got people like Don Lemonade. <laughs> I was like, "What?" Yeah, I saw that. Hey, and Lemonade. I know, I know you. I know you saw the judge, the, the judge Joe Brown one, right? Yeah. And I, yeah. we can't repeat what he well, said on on that on that uh, video, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So there's a lot of things going on. So here's my last question, and um, so my last question is Rhonda. Please close us out with some closing comments about your District 26 candidacy in 2022 and how can people help Rhonda Kennedy win in Ventura County and surrounding areas in 2022? Well, District 26 is... Oh, 26. 26. Yes. Uh, yeah, 26. Yeah. Yeah. District 26 is kind of a unique district here. Um, and the one thing, though, is that um, Ventura County is only 1.8%, 1.8% African-American um, in, in, this, in this district. So um, that, that, that begs the question is why, why, why don't we have a bigger, you know, um, black presence in Ventura County? Um, it, I think it's, you know, Democrat designed. But... Um, Anywho, uh, it's a it's a very very you know uh, diverse district um, in regards to you know families, income, and um, way of life. I mean, you can go to the beach. You have all your beach people. You know, you go uh, a little bit inland, and you have you know agriculture and the farmers. Um, we have military. We have the the military bases, the navy bases here, and um, and. And, and I'm here. I'm here in the district. I get calls all the time from people who live in the district asking for help. And, you know, and I help them. I mean, they reach out to me like like I'm their their uh, their congresswoman um, because their current congresswoman has, is doing nothing. And, is, is, of course, is MIA. She'll, she'll probably come out right before the, uh, the primary um, with her hand held out asking for votes. But right now, um, I'm here in the district. My kids go to school here. My triplets do. Um, I, I, you know, I work here. I, my office is in Ventura County, and um, I'm vested. I'm vested right here um, to to improve and to make you know life better for the people of Ventura County. And I'm and I'm. It's going to be my pledge that I am going to bring businesses here. I'm going to bring high quality, high paying jobs to Ventura County. Why not? Um, we, we have the, the workforce, the infrastructure um, to do that. Like I said, SpaceX is, is my on my list, my number one thing on my list. But um, I'm gonna actively work to improve um, the lives of the constituents in CA26. And also, I'm gonna continue to fight uh, for their constitutional rights. If, if that means filing lawsuits in court, I'm going to keep filing lawsuits as long as, uh, you know, if people's rights are being violated, I'm going to be there to step in to protect them. Yeah, in fact, Rhonda, you you fit, the, you fit the, the mold of what I said in my second paragraph at the beginning about, about fighting for their constituents um, during the campaign season and off the campaign season. Because I see a lot of candidates that 
when they're when the election is over they're done they're they're doing whatever they were doing before but you are one of the few people that fit this description that i said when i said show their constituents that their campaigns or care about communities before during and after the election there you go yeah yeah so i know you have a website ronda kennedy.com r-o-n-d-a kennedy.com and Rhonda, I want to thank you for, for being the guest on the Real People USA podcast. And you're welcome to come back anytime because I know you have a lot to say. Thank <laughs> you. I know I talk a lot. <laughs> but thanks again for having me, Rick. Uh, one more thing I want to add before I go. I just want to say that um, I am the, I'm the only candidate in uh, CA26 that has run twice for this seat. Everybody else has been uh, one and done, but I, I'm here and I'm doing it again. Excellent. Excellent, Rhonda. Hey, Rhonda, you have a great afternoon in Ventura County, and we will talk soon. Thank you. Thanks, Rick. Thanks for having me. All right. Bye-bye.